run Rommel's looking like he's got one more good run Zip's a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Everything you need is here under the sun Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. My name is Jeff Fuller. I've been breeding dogs for over 20 years and it is my passion. We love putting best friends in people's homes and selling them that dream. That dream of riding the truck next to you, running around the field on a hunt, or just being a best friend at your house. If you're looking for a high-quality Labrador Retriever puppy, please check our website out as www.soggyacres.com or you can call me at 262-215-9683 or email me sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Remember, whether it's yellow, black, or chocolate, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Here at the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are all about the dogs. As our listeners, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to ask you a favor. Please give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. If you can support us financially, go to Anchor Support and support us there. We are only as strong as our fans and your help that you give us where we are going to spread our love for dogs and dogs in the field. Please share it to your friends and family. Please help us grow. Thank you again so much for listening to us. God bless. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers, and I wanted to revisit a topic today that we've talked about several times in the past, that being potty training and your dog. It is cold up here. We are minus 10 this morning, so I'm not going to be outside doing anything fun. Figured it is a great chance to try to help someone that I know that's struggling with a dog on potty training that is an older dog now that is six months old and it is something that everyone has issue with. So let's go right to what we tell our clients and that is that potty training is about consistency. It is having a crate to have the dog in so that they are in a space they do not want to soil when they are unsupervised and then having them outside, having them outside right after they're in the crate, supervising them when they are in the house and making sure that they understand one place is a no and the other place is a I will jump up and down and do handsprings when you go out in the spot in the yard that we choose for you when you have to go. So basically let's start this like we're dealing with a puppy, but I will tell you that I deal with all my dogs this way. Uh, Tank recently, we had purchased Tank when he was an older dog. He was on a competition truck for many years and he brought him home. So he was indeed just a big puppy, a three-year-old puppy. But it is something that you have to look at them all in the same way. First step is to have a crate for the dog or puppy that is big enough for them to comfortably lie in, but not so big that they can soil in one end and sleep in the other like an apartment with indoor plumbing. That is, I think, where a lot of people struggle because you want the dogs to have this big space when they're in a crate so that they're comfortable. You feel bad when they're in there. 
Well, ultimately, dogs in crates is not a bad thing. I have our DCT kennels in the house. I have taken portable crates when I have gone on the road when we were filming for the TV show. Dogs like having the safe space. It is basically their house. They like having it. They're comfortable in it. And our dogs actually lay in the DCT kennels that are in our house. And before that, the crates that are in our house with the doors open when it's time for downtime. So it is a good thing to have them in it. It's a good thing to teach them about it. And what I always tell parents is when a dog is in a crate, don't let the kids screw around with the dog. That's their safe space. That is their place to chill and relax where they will be on their own and not have any issues. So give them that space. Now, what we tell people is that when you have a dog that is new in the house or a puppy that is new in the house, you want to do an hour in the crate and an hour out of the crate. So basically, if I bring a dog home, I take them out, they're in the yard, they go to the bathroom, good dog, good dog, pick the same spot in the yard. Have them in that same area so that their scent is there. Then take them in the house, supervise them, watch them like a hawk because you want to make sure that they don't go to the bathroom in the house. There's the old adage of rub the dog's nose in it or chastise the dog. What we do is we grab them by the scruff, tell them no. We take them out in the yard to the same spot if we have an accident. But ultimately, if they go to the bathroom in the house and it's been 10 minutes, they don't understand what they've done. So if you're going to chastise someone or rub someone's nose in it, rub your own it for not supervising the dog. Have them supervised for an hour. They've held it. They've done good. Now put them into the crate. Don't take them outside. Put them into the crate. You're now facilitating that they're going to hold it for a longer period of time. Once you get to the point where you're past that hour, take them out. If it's a puppy, I actually pick them up. I carry them out to the yard, same spot in the yard. Tell them to go potty. They go to the bathroom. Great dog, great dog. You are now doing the carrot and stick. They know they're going to get chastised if they go in the house. They know they're getting great dog if they go out of the house. If you can consistently do this for a period of about 10 to 14 days, you will have your dog potty trained. With Tank, Tank was a dream. He was the easiest dog that I've had yet to date for going to the bathroom. The only accidents he's had since, and he's been in the house now for six months, but the only accidents we've had with Tank have been when he is at the door and we've ignored them. Now, that's tough because we have Labrador Retrievers. They always go to the door. They always want to go run around. Everything is so much more fun outside. But it's it, the only accidents we have had have been consistent with our failures. The other thing is, if you have a dog that has an accident in the house, what you need to do is make sure you clean it thoroughly. We do not want to have that scent there. Dogs are scent animals. They will go to that. They will think that, well, I went here before, so it's okay. So thoroughly clean your house. Again, do not have a large crate where they can go in one end and not in the other. Have any dog that goes in their crate is a tough thing to deal with because the dogs, the dogs will just get to the point where I've seen it where they will go in a crate and then just lay in it. It's disgusting. It's something you want to avoid, but be consistent. You can do... Multiple hours in a crate, again, it's not going to hurt them. It is a good thing, especially when you're doing your potty training, to get them so that we have the potty training done. Imagine the fact that 
if you have a dog that you're having accidents with in the house, you're getting frustrated. That is making the household less happy for you, less happy for the dog. If you put them in the crate, it's not mean because once they're potty trained, you're going to have a better environment for yourself and the dog. It's also teaching them structure. It's teaching them that they have to go where you want them to go out in the yard. And it's just going to help you immensely. We need to get over personalizing or actually humanizing our dogs who, yes, are our best friends. Yes, are so wonderful. But we need to realize that we have to modify their behavior. And once you have that behavior modified, whether it's obedience or in this case, housebreaking, you are going to be a happier person and your dog is going to have a happier life because of that. So again, work with them in a crate. You can do two hours out, two hours in. You can do one hour out, multiple hours in in the crate. Work with them so that they understand that it is a no to go in the house because when they're supervised, if we catch them doing it, we can give them an immediate correction and then give them a ton of praise when they go outside. Yes, in Wisconsin, it is minus 10. Yes, that means if you have a puppy, you need to be outside jumping up and down like a happy idiot like I do with my dogs, even when it's cold. It's all about consistency. It's all about carrot and stick. So I hope that helps you on a chilly day here from southern Wisconsin. Everyone have a great day. We're going to get into a training tip and a hunting tip coming up right after this. For the last 10 years, I've bought all of my vehicles from the Boucher Automotive Group in Janesville. If you want to get a great Ram truck or a great Ford truck, my son actually bought a used Chevy truck from them. They have fair prices, they have a knowledgeable, honest staff, and they really stand behind their products. You can go on their websites, frankbouchercrysler.net or gordyboucherford.com and find out the inventory they have. Again, I know everyone's saying that it's so hard to find a vehicle. We've bought three vehicles this year during a time that, quote unquote, you can't find them. They have what you need and they're a great company to work with. Check out Boucher. They ride with you every mile. If you're a serious person about the outdoors, or you love shooting, or you just want a great hobby, or all of the above, you need to check out Mech Outdoors. From their shot shell and metallic reloading to their clay target machines, you will get a quality product that will give you so much more enthusiasm about your participation in the outdoors and also a great hobby that you can do with the whole family. Check out mechoutdoors.com for more. Welcome back to the show. On our training tip, I just want to discuss the overall thought process of training and that is that it is your responsibility when you have a dog. Yes, responsibility. That dog is in your care. They are completely dependent on you. It's your responsibility to make sure the dog has structure, to make sure that that dog has obedience. Now, I will say that it's a tough one because when you have smaller dogs, we have two chihuahuas in my house. That is a different animal, literally. <laughs> I call them the ground rats. You're basically dealing with something that uh, smaller dogs are very similar to cats. They're not going to harm someone with their behavior, but 
in particular, we breed Labrador Retrievers. When you are dealing with a larger dog, it's your responsibility to one, make sure the dog is safe. And I will see people that will talk about, we had the, the prong collar episode about how terrible and mean it is to use different training methods that would give the dog a negative consequence. But I digress. I always ask people, what is more humane? A dog that listens, that you've worked with for a couple of weeks, so they understand structure, or a dog that runs away, gets hit by a car, or something something happens because they weren't obedient to you and listening to you. We have to get away from the thought process that training is punishment. Training is not punishment. Training is behavior modification. We are working with the dog. We are giving them 80 to 90% positive, 10 to 20% negative. The negative needs to be something where in the dog's mind, they think, wow, that really sucks. I don't want that to happen again. But then we are giving them overwhelming positives so that they choose the positive because it is the what they want. Great dogs, most dogs, will have that willingness to please. That is what we breed into purebred dogs. We have the ability to take two animals that we have picked for a litter and they are going to put out the traits that we want in those dogs. That is a willingness to please. When we send our dogs home, they are hardwired to crave that willingness to please, to crave that positive. So use that to your advantage. Again, don't look at a negative consequence as punishment. Look at it as modifying their behavior. It can't all be positive. There has to be some negative consequence, some carrot and stick. You have to have it, but you're going to give overwhelming positive, overwhelming carrot, so that the dog is just drawn to choosing that option. Dogs will always go self-employed. You're always going to have when they frustrate you, but you will have a better dog if you are doing your training and you're going to have a better life where you're happier if you use structure and use a good training method. That's it for this week's training tip. Next up, I want to talk about getting ready for being out in the field coming up after this. I am going to be the first to admit that sometimes kennels are kind of unsightly in the house. My wife for years was telling me how we needed to find something that wasn't just a kennel, but a piece of furniture. She showed me DCT kennels a long time ago, and we finally got with them, and we have partnered with them as a sponsor for Sporting Dog Adventures. DCT kennels is more than a kennel. It's a piece of furniture. It is high quality, American-made, and something you need as a focal point in your home. For more information, check out dctkennels.com. You will not be disappointed. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly sponsored by Trepanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trepanion is trusted by over 500,000 owners and breeders, including myself. As a member of Trepanion's breeder support, I give all of my buyers a go-home offer so they can try out Trepanion coverage for their new pups. 
I also love that they are the only pet insurance provider that can pay your vet directly, which means you don't have to wait for reimbursements when you take your dog to a participating veterinarian. To learn more and sign up for Trepanion's Breeder Support Program, visit trepanion.com breeder. And be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventures sent you. So as I sit here, it's minus 10, as we said earlier in the show uh, this morning, and I am trying to think of reasons why I shouldn't go outside. But I am actually going to go out. I'm going to take a walk with the dogs because I'm going to put on a pair of boots that I need to break in. This is the time of year when you can get your gear out. You can test it. You can work with it. What I will do, I actually don't take my hunting boots out when they're new. I wear them in the off-season. I go hiking with them. I also take the dogs with me. It's a fun time for the dogs. I work with the dogs. I have the dogs where we're just basically going on a walk, but we're working on recalls. We are coming back in. We are quartering. They don't even know that I am training them and also getting exercise for them and myself, but it is something that is constructive that I can do when it is cold out. Yes, it's cold out. Yes, I would rather sit in the house, but you can find reasons to get your dogs out, work with them on training this time of year when there's nothing open, at least up in our area for hunting, and also take out stuff like your gear, new boots, work with them, wear your new boots, get everyone some work, and get yourself some exercise. Winters are always tough. That is a time when people are most down. That is a time that people get most sluggish because you just look at it outside and you think, I don't want to go out, at least in northern states. This is the time of year when I force myself to go out and I'm better for it and the dogs are better for it as well. It is a great time to work on stuff that is not necessarily training centric where you're working on drills that are part of your hunting with lining, with retrieving, just taking them for a walk. But the dogs are getting exercise and they are understanding that that structure is still there and they still have to listen. So I hope that helps you. Kind of a hybrid training tip and hunting tip, but a good tip all overall that you need to need to adhere to uh, when you have dogs. With that said, I'm going to take my chaos outside. I'm going to take four dogs out, take them for a walk, let them get some exercise, and get myself some as well. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Sporting dog adventures run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.